whether you're a large manufacturer and you're showcasing something new or you're the small machine shop. You know what? It's all about telling your story. My favorite part about coming to shows like this is talking to people in the booth and hearing about what is valuable and why I should care. And if you're sending something you know, in an email or if it's on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, it's all about sharing that it's story. It's all about the story. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name is Jason Zenger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. And I'm here in the studio with my good friend and co-host, Jim Carr. How you hey, doing, man. Jim? I'm great, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing great. My belly's full. We just had a nice lunch. And, I know, uh, I know. Having some coffee, and I'm getting revved up for another episode of Making Chips. Well, it's not really a full episode. Yeah. We're, we're kind of like introing some of our IMTS stuff, right? Yeah, it's nice that, I'll tell you what, it is nice that IMTS is over. Oh, I know that was that it was, was exhausting. Uh, that was an exhausting week. It was mm. fun. I mean, I, I really had a good time. But yes, I I, I haven't worked that hard in a long time. <laughs> so, no, it was good though. It was great. We, we look look at all the great people we met that week. Yes, right. Yeah, and I guess, I guess I'm told by a listener that I'm not supposed to make a comment about your age. So I won't make a comment about your age in relation to you being tired from IMTS. So that's that, right. That'll that's be right. my that'll be my last jab at you about that. So okay. whoever that listener was. Th thus ends Jason making fun of Jim's age. I, I need to go. find a new line of jokes. <laughs> I'm sure we can do that, too. And and that's okay. Exactly. So, so yeah, IMTS was awesome. It was exhausting, but it, and it's over now. And I just I learned so much. I, I, I need to, like, dissect it all and get it, you know, like, put into my Evernote and figure out all the stuff that I need to do yeah, what after was the one, IMTS. What was the one big thing that you took away from that? from that whole experience that whole week that we were there jason and we met all these people we saw this great stuff we looked at the the machinery and equipment i think it was the, the students the yeah students. you know my god so was... many of the so many of the people that we're partnered with yeah. are doing so many great things with the new generation of manufacturing jeremy bout from edge factor the tma is doing an like some awesome stuff with skill you know scout. local high school skill scout i mean just even even some of the like the local uh, i'm not local even some of the um big manufacturing machine tool companies are doing great things with you know high schools and you know it's just it's just fabulous to see that the yeah, new I, wave of, of manufacturing leaders are going to be here soon well that's what we need yes because we need to introduce these young people to the industry yes to get them excited about it and, and and show them what it's all about absolutely and so we we actually we're, what we're going to do is we're going to be um uh introducing a clip that we did at the imts tv studios with our good friend julie poulis from red caffeine and she's going to give us a little taste of some of the new um trends in marketing that are going to be um, coming to the manufacturing community but before we do that we actually have another guest here yeah. And why don't you introduce I, him, Jim? I would love to. It's our good friend, Chuck Regali. He's the fluid power manager at Elro Steel. And Jason and I had the pleasure 
of touring their facility in Potterville, Charlotte, and Jackson, Michigan this year. And we told him to stop by our studio anytime. And uh, Chuck uh, emailed me the other day and said, I'm going to be in the area. Would you mind if uh, I stop by and record? And uh, he is here. So welcome, Chuck. Thanks a lot. Great to be here. Big fan of the show. Big fan of podcasts in general, but this one in particular. So It, thank it you. strikes a chord, huh? It sure does. I mean, being that I'm a peer of uh, Jim, as far as chronological age goes, I used to listen to podcasts many, many years ago when I was traveling all the time. Love the portable radio show idea of it. I love yeah, it. people don't realize that that this medium, this this channel, is actually not new. 15, it's been 20 around years for a long ago. time. Yeah. you know, yeah. but you couldn't stream that long. Correct. Yeah, download on my different... i on my iPod Pod, and bring yeah. it with me. Yeah, right. but still, you know, I'm sitting in an airport, delayed. I can fire up what I want to listen Yeah, most to. people yeah. don't stream their podcasts, Jim. I know you don't listen to a lot of podcasts. You just record them. But most I, people no, don't I'm stream. I, Some people I do stream. stream. Some I do people stream. do stream. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, it's kind of like records. You know, yeah. just come make it a revival. stream it. You can take it offline when you want. You know. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Cool. It's good cool. for so airplane. Thank you. It is. It really is. But, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic that you, you stopped in today, Chuck, because I'm doing a job in my shop right now, and, and my guys are complaining that um, the raw material that they're using is taking – it's a lot of time to take off that skin of the 4140 pre-hard. And I was just wondering, because I know you, you had given me a, a sell sheet a couple weeks ago when you had stopped in and to, at CAR to say hello – and um, it was called Super Square. And I just have a couple questions about that. Um, the size that they're doing the parts in the shop right now are about, and I don't quote me, about one and a half by two and a half by about 23 and a half inches long. Um, and, and we're buying the raw material, but I think it would be super easy if we just had this Super Squared on four sides can you do four sides or can you we tell can do two we can do four we can do six. Oh, really even six absolutely okay. so the term super square is kind of the latest evolution for arrow of trying to help our customers get to what they're very good at which is the precision part of their manufacturing sure all the materials that we sell which is a broad portfolio of materials from ductile irons the alloy steels the tool steels carbons bronze aluminum broad portfolio all of them have different metal removal rates, stock requirements you have to take off before you can get to guaranteed cleanup. Right. And, you know, your equipment, most people's equipment, you know, is designed to do precision work, right? Right. So your milling heads, the cutters, the, the horsepower, everything you have is designed to make those very precision parts. In many cases, the starting stock we're coming from you with, we have to take off an eighth of an inch, a quarter, sometimes a half inch. Oh, I know. Before it you can get square and get your data and before you can start making your precision part. So the super square is cells of CNC duplex mills, primarily. That's primarily the main focus. Large cutting heads, almost 16-inch diameter cutting heads with, with heavy horsepower wow. that can remove up to a quarter inch of stock in one pass, two sides at a time. It's, that's huge. That, that's got to be a huge time saving. That's a time I, saver. I know it would be for us. Right. What What about uh, squareness and parallelism? Because the, the customer has a requirement for it on the print. Uh, what What can you guarantee on on a one and a half by two and a half inch? Um, with regard and, and over that twenty three and a half inches long, the parallelism would would have to be like I think print tolerance is about three thousands. Okay. Yeah. So we're the machine capabilities are outstanding right now. What we're doing and we continue to to learn as this equipment is uh, tested with all the different materials, but plus or minus two. 
is, is, is a routine square and parallel and dimensional tolerance. And we can hold, you know, square and parallel within two thou over a foot. Okay. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's standard. Capabilities of the machine are, are above and beyond that, but right now that's what we're offering. I, I definitely would like to get a quote over to you in the next mm-hmm. few days on, on this particular uh, type of sure. squaring process. But for the future, so when I'm quoting that job at, you know, 5 p.m. on a Friday night, what other kind of materials can you super square for me going forward? Is, is it just the alloys or stainless or, I mean, what are they? Everything we carry. And if you go to alro.com, you'll see the broad list of products we have. Anything that's flat or square, we can super square up to one meter, almost 40 inches square. Okay. So would you take a 6061 bar stock piece and super square that? Or would you, I mean, obviously you wouldn't take a Mike 6 jig plate and super square it. But you're pretty much taking your raw material, typically your hot rolls and your um, your hot roll carbons mm-hmm. and your cast irons. Um, you wouldn't take a cold finish product and run it through, would you? You could, not necessarily. The distortion, Those... I would be, I'd be con- a little bit. Well, was... you you could, and yeah. I'm, I've been surprised, quite honestly, that how often people will come to us with. A cold finish, and let's say they have a metric size they're trying to make, or they have just right. one, one side where they have to take off more stock than they'd like to. Yes. You know, how much do you take off in a pass, typically 40,000 maybe in your yeah, milling you can, operation? Uh, well, up to, up to I wouldn't up to about a hundred thousandths. Okay, tops. Okay, it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, um, you know we can come in and you have a you have a, you have a large section just on two sides. We can even do two sides and take mm-hmm. it down. So well, all that's the, the advantage you have is you right. run two at once. Two, four, six. Yeah, that's, that's and beautiful. one setup. Yeah, and what what about the cost with regards to um, doing this? I mean, is it just monetary or is it significant or what? So. In your world, you're selling time, time to make your finished part. Exactly. We're selling time and yield. We're trying to find the closest size and the right orientation of the product to minimize stock removal, and then we're applying heavy-duty stock removal uh, with large depths of cut, with large milling heads, or even in small cases, we can do small sizes as well. And so it's really a matter of who can do it more efficiently, two sides at once versus ones that you would typically be doing, heavy depths of cut. Uh, so we're looking and saying, here's what we start with. We all got to start with the starting size to yeah. guarantee cleanup. Who can get you to your plus or minus two and a half thou uh, dimension quicker, better, faster? Free up your capacity, accelerate your throughput, and then when you get busy again, not have to go out and buy another machine. Hire more people. I totally get it. That's great, Chuck. Thank you very much. I was I've been wondering about that ever since you 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 mentioned it, and then um, just the other day I thought about it. So. Uh, Jason, you want to tee up uh, Julie's episode from IMTS? Yeah, so like I said, we recorded this on the Monday of IMTS, and um, we just asked Julie, what are the the latest trends in marketing that are going to be coming to manufacturing? And let's hear from Julie. Absolutely. Go, Julie. And I'm here in the IMTS TV studios at IMTS 2016 with my great friend, Jim Carr. Hey, man. And my other great friend, Julie Pulis. Yes. Hi. I sometimes think I like Julie a little bit more than you, Jason. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like her more than you, too. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so we're even. Oh, she's blushing. I love and that. No my one... chipper's the same. <laughs> and people, can, people that are listening can't see her blushing. Right, right exactly. So, and I don't blush often. You did. <laughs> so, Julie, you're a marketer. You're here at IMTS. Why? 
Well, first of all, to support my favorite making chips. That, Thank of course, you. is my Thank favorite you. thing to do. But, you know, this is the place to be if you want to start making relationships, whether you're selling a piece of equipment, you're selling CNC machining, or if you're wanting to, you know, connect from the marketing, you know, level. The thing about trade shows from a marketing perspective, I always think is, what do you do with the contacts and the relationships that you make after the trade show? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you learning? I've been guilty of that quite a few times. Are you learning a little bit about manufacturing from the machines that you see out here? I know you've spent time at gym shops so you know what it means to make chips I mean it's not not like that's new to you but you see a lot of new things out here that maybe you have yeah this seen is before. certainly the place where the new technologies yeah. are being absolutely burst and you know this is it right now because all the manufacturers from all over the world right. are here showcasing their new technologies and one's trying to out you know do the other one and say what we're doing is way better than what this guy's doing but Julie, I mean, you know, you know, you red caffeine and marketing and technology is big in the manufacturing world. A lot of your clients, yeah, you're that, focused on it. You're focused on Absolutely. manufacturing. Can you give our listeners or anybody else that's tuning in for the first time, that for that matter, just a, a quick little hint on what they can do? Like that machine shop, that five-man machine shop out in the center of Nebraska. What can he do tomorrow? to help market his company just a little bit better than he did yesterday? Great question. Great question, and I want to go back to initially what we were saying about why people are even here too, and they're showcasing their new equipment. Whether you're a large manufacturer and you're showcasing something new, or you're the small machine shop, you know what, it's all about telling your story. It really is. Right now, everything is about telling your story. And if you remember on previous podcast number, I don't remember. I don't either, <laughs> sorry. We talked about you know um, doing your corporate snapshot and telling your brand story, but I want to extend that even further. So communicating what you're doing and telling your story everywhere and every place you can. My favorite part about coming to shows like this is talking to people in the booth and hearing about what is valuable and why I should care. And if you're sending something you know, in an email or posting something on your website or if it's on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, it's all about sharing that story. It's all about the story. You're absolutely right. I mean, we mm. just had Nick from AME on here and he his story started with World War II and his grandfather being separated from his family. I mean, that's boom. That's like how he started his story. And then we, we you know, we're going to talk to um, a trumpet manufacturer. Love that story. And his story starts with him taking apart a trumpet it's, and he got into machining. I mean, it's all about yeah, the story. You're absolutely right. And I just spoke to But why to is it so Jeff. relevant? Why is it so compelling? What, what is it about a story? Because do people, do people the naturally emotional, The emotional connection? Well, I think yes. it is. Yes, is that and what, yes, and yes. Because many of us are faced with, um, you know, it, it particularly could be somewhat of a commoditized business. Yeah. And so what's the difference between you and me or, or, or the next guy? And if you can make that emotional connection or if you can connect to some pain point or vulnerability or need or that's what you're trying to do. Or just something where do. you're like, yes, that's my story yes, too. Yes, I connect. It's all yeah. you're trying to do. And you know yep. what? That is transparent whether it be on your website, whether it be in an email, whether it be on an online ad or a pay-per-click ad. I mean, that's all we're trying to really do is we only have a few seconds to capture somebody's attention. And so what can we do to be able to um, make that connection? And you know, the funny thing too is I think about online marketing, right? It, it all goes driving back down to, to relationship marketing. And, and, and they're exactly the same. And I think people sometimes forget that. It's still all about the relationship. It's, it's all, it's it, all no, it really ultimately is, is going to end in the relationship. And sometimes the relationship starts with a story. And to, to, to answer You know what's interesting? Question, 
you just taught me something. A Facebook post is telling a story. And I'm always thinking about a narrative yeah. when, you're, when you say telling your story, but you're absolutely right. When we do a tweet, we're telling a story. We're, we're, we're sharing with our followers and the people that want to know about us what we're doing. We're telling our story, like everyone that's following Making Chips today. Well, Jim, it's even like when we have an episode, you know, you and I have different stories. You'll say something that connects with somebody, they'll reach out to you. I'll say something that, you know, syncs with somebody else and yes, they'll reach out to me and yes. we just, we have different stories and of we connect course. with different people and, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's the great thing about it. And we form different relationships and, you know, that, that's the great thing about business is that it starts with those relationships, it starts with those stories. Yeah. You know, another story I just want to share, we were just talking to Jeff Stevenson from a, a machine shop in um, Oregon, I think, believe, and he's a smaller shop and he was asking me the same thing you were asking me, is like, where do I even start? And um, one of the things that he and I had talked about was, you know, looking at your current list of people, your clients and your prospects, and kind of organizing that information. Like, remember you did that segment or a long time ago, but organizing that. That was kind of that, painful. It, it, it was painful, but it was also highlights it was areas arduous. Of, of opportunity. Yes, no, I know. It, 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 it opened the line, it opened it up to understanding a little bit more. And when you kind of analyze your data and you look at, first of all, you know, you all want to be talking to engineers, but 75% of the time you're usually talking to procurement, so yep. you got to like be honest to A, who you're talking to, and then you have to start with you know what is currently in in your sandbox you know of the current clients I have can I be getting more can I be doing something you know cross or, or, you know trying to go into a different department and where is that sweet spot so if I am going to do some targeted marketing where should I be targeted marketing and and I always we always talk about going back to you can't market to anybody if you don't have a list of prospects and so many of our friends and the people that we start working with you know are are, are even if they're doing an email um, are, are, are fishing from the same pond mm -hmm. and that's why I think what you're asking me is is one of the things that is um, of most relevance right now is digital marketing and online advertising because what you're trying to do is get new eyeballs to your site you're trying to organically build a list organically build the list and then the relationship develops over time so you have to be realistic about what I kind of liken it to the 401k but that relationship you know builds a time and even with online marketing what's wonderful with some of the tools that are available marketing automation is a great platform to be able to track and get different analytics than you're getting from your Google Analytics so now you can start seeing um, once somebody gives you an email and says hey I want you to download this case study or this you know spec sheet or, or something or I want more information when they return you can start seeing what pages they're going to how long they're staying yeah. on and it's their address not a random you know IP address so yeah. marketing automation online advertising to get more eyeballs to your site and, and using a platform to help you really get better metrics as well as create a journey for them an experience for them so instead of sending out a monthly newsletter or email or something to that effect once that's, you're in that's that, so generic it is and once you're in that system if they've said you know I'm from aerospace versus medical devices now you can put them on a different journey so and it's more of an automated process hence marketing automation where it's kind of working like an inside sales rep for you so the first thing they get is maybe your corporate snapshot to circle back to episode 
previous. And I just sent one out yesterday. <laughs> did you really? I did, I swear to God. And, and what's nice is if it's working for you and it's already, and so then the next thing is maybe something specific in aerospace and the next thing, so you put people on more targeted paths. Well, I definitely think that, you know, we're talking about the story, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the automation. These are great subjects that we should talk about more in the future on making chips. I mean, I'd like we to will. get a little deeper into it at a later time and just figure out how to do this. So, I think we should have it. special segments yeah, with Julie. Absolutely. Everybody's asking yeah. us about marketing, you I know, know. And, well, and, and we don't know, know where to start. So. I think it's, I think to manufacturers, marketing is, you know, smoke and mirrors to yeah, them. They yeah. think that everything is, you know, oh, it's scary behind yeah. the mirrors and everything. And at the end of the day, it really isn't. It's just, we need to educate ourselves yes. because yeah. manufacturers are typically technical, yep. right. um, mechanical people right. that have a lot of drive. They, they really don't care about SEO yep. and automated marketing. They start right. caring yeah. when, they, when, when their business becomes stagnant. That's yeah. when exactly. Yeah. The yeah, exactly. two common elements with most of the people that we work with are that their business has just been stagnant and they're not, you know, so many people have different goals, but it's so important to have goals. Some people are positioning their company for the next generation to take over. Mm -hmm. yep. So, you know, uh, somebody wants to grow through acquisition, whatever those goals are. So, so knowing what the goals are is really important. And then the other thing is having vision to your point is you just have to be ready to take that leap. Right. Because the world has changed and now we just have to respond to it. Yep. Well, I'd love to talk great. more. Yeah, love we're going to do talk it. More. I love talking yeah. to you. I think we're going to have it. some special segments yeah. on with you in the very near future. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah, be fabulous. Because yeah. we, we've, we never... we've got the demand for it. And People are asking. So. And we're never for a loss of words yeah. or ideas, exactly. are we? Exactly. <laughs> and, and we love, that's my second yeah. passion yeah. is uh, marketing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julie. Yes. It's always it's a great. pleasure. Always a pleasure. I love it. Thank you. Wait, making chip sandwich. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.